Hey, this is Rabbi Joshua Levine Grader. This is the Friends Indeed podcast. So I'm foregoing the music and the introduction and the uh, happy, happy way that I usually start uh, this podcast because today I just want to share some facts and some realities that uh, we've been seeing. So it's not going to necessarily be the longest podcast. I'm not interviewing anyone. But I need to uh, make sure this is on record and that it is out there um, for people to know. So our street outreach team is growing. And uh, as I think I've shared, we now have a substance abuse specialist. We have a harm reduction specialist in addition to our other outreach workers, housing navigators. And so this week, we are just seeing the volume of calls increase, people looking for assistance, people wanting to get out of the heat. We just had two weeks of this heat. We uh, took over 14 motel rooms that we rented for for clients and guests to get out of the heat who were uh, in danger of uh, the exposure uh, to the elements. But I need to uh, tell you about a few in particular. We are starting to see single moms with young children, toddlers, a few of them who are staying in their cars while they try to find help. One woman, one woman this week, six months pregnant, and she's been staying in the back of a U-Haul van because that is cheaper than trying to get a motel room on her own. A pregnant woman staying in the back of a U-Haul van in a hundred plus degree heat. That just does not sound like the United States of America. Unfortunately, it is. Perhaps not how we want it to sound, but that is the reality, and it's the reality right here in Pasadena. And I imagine if you happen to be listening to this somewhere else, uh, anywhere else, um, it might be a different reality, but there are few to none uh, communities in our country that that are not facing some sort of uh, tragic situation like I'm describing. So what does that mean for us? I think it means that we are truly failing as a society to take care of the most vulnerable. These people are trying to make ends meet and they're not able to. Women who have been abused are fleeing domestic violence with young children forced to be in a car, be on the lookout for someone who might be uh, pursuing them. Going to desperate needs and means to stay in the back of a U-Haul. And I know this isn't new news for a lot of folks, and we've seen folks who are dying in the back of trucks, people who are fleeing across our borders, dying in the back of trucks. We know that people 
are dying in cars where there is no air. We know that people are dying in their own apartments or homes without air conditioning in this heat, especially the elderly. And we need to pay attention. And we not only need to pay attention, because the answer always is money. Where are we going to get the money? Of course we want to help people. Of course we want to not have women living in U-Hauls who are pregnant or who aren't maybe not pregnant. Nobody should be living in the back of a U-Haul. And so... I've learned over the years and heard this many years ago that budgets are moral documents. Let me expand on that. What we budget our funds, how we allocate money, those are illustrations of our values. Whether we like it or not, Those are illustrations of our values, what we choose to spend money on. And we have had a debate in this country, perhaps since the beginning, but certainly in the last several decades, as we have grown and become a great nation, the wealthiest nation, we have had immense debates And I think it goes across party lines to a certain extent, even though some parties will say that they are more in favor of one thing and less in favor of another. But clearly it doesn't seem to matter that when it comes to childcare, when it comes to housing, when it comes to education, when it comes to social services, when it comes to feeding people, when it comes to taking care of infrastructure so that when there is a storm, there aren't people in Mississippi or in Flint or in Kentucky or in the Central Valley of California who don't have running water who have to boil their water in order for it to be clean, and even then it's not completely clear it'll be clean. We're not investing. That's not seen as something we want to invest in. We've had this discussion around infrastructure, crumbling roads, crumbling bridges, housing that's falling apart. And yet, we have plenty of money to spend on our military, on our wars, on trying to dominate. And I know this is controversial to say, and I'm very aware that we are on the eve of September 11th anniversary. But we spent trillions and trillions of dollars which is not news on these wars while people right here at home suffered. And this is taking nothing away from those troops who fought, taking nothing away from the uh, bravery and the sacrifice that they made. 
But when you say that we don't have enough money to not have pregnant women living in U-Hauls, then the morality of our budgets is clearly out of whack. So while we know that voting is the solution usually to uh, issues that we disagree with and want to change in our country, in our city, in our state, we know that we have to really support and call out the issues that we want to be seen first and foremost. And so I hope that people in our city, Pasadena, if it bothers you that mothers with small children are in their cars or pregnant women are staying in the back of U-Hauls, then I truly urge you to call your council member, call the mayor, call the county supervisor, and insist that something be done. Don't request, don't hope for, and this needs to happen over and over and over again. I've learned, if I've learned anything in my time of political work that I've done as an amateur, is that lobbying and notes and emails and calls actually do matter when it comes especially to local officials and to members of Congress. Because, and this is kind of sad, elected folks will only do risky things if they believe that their constituents are behind them, and oftentimes the only constituents they hear from are those who are against something and not in favor of something. So if we want transitional housing, if we want a motel conversion, if we want shuttered convalescent homes or nursing homes or vacant storefronts to be used to help those most in need, then we need to let our elected officials know that and know that we won't tolerate anything less. Because there will always be reasons not to do it, not just there's no money, it's not the right time, it's not the right idea, these people brought it on themselves, I wish we could help. We can find the money for wars, we can find the money for building luxury Apartments, we can find the money to buy and spend on lots of things. Budgets are moral documents. And I'm going to leave it at that. So, praying that uh, we can see some movement, praying for those people who are suffering out there, and uh, at Friends Indeed, we're doing our best to help. Hopefully, uh, everyone out there can uh, do something, take care of someone, say hi, offer someone water, support us, 
friendsindeedpas.org. And uh, together we can hopefully make that difference. And as we observe this 21st anniversary of uh, September 11th, let us remember that our country can be a beacon of light, can be a beacon of hope, but we can't be that beacon in words alone, in mantras alone. And we can't be that beacon resting on the past where we may have done more. We have to look at the present and particularly at the future. So take care, stay safe, God's blessings. Thanks for listening. I'm Rabbi Joshua Levine Grader, and this is the Friends Indeed podcast.